0: the number one thing is um, get really, really well pre-approved. And as you know, that doesn't mean plug in the numbers on an online calculator. That means speak to a mortgage professional.
1: Welcome to Haldeman Norfolk County Real Estate Hacks, uh, where we give you the local competitive advantage in today's real estate market. I am your host, Adam Walker, your friend in the mortgage business. We have got a great episode for you today. I'm really, really excited. Uh, We're joined by the president of the Simcoe District Real Estate Board. Uh, She's a broker owner of Mummery Co., super mum to uh, to four incredible girls. Uh, Welcome to the show, Melissa Mummery. Melissa, Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year to you, Adam.
1: Yeah, we were excited. How was, uh, how was New Year's this year?
0: Uh, well, you mentioned I have four kids, so it was, uh, it was busy for two, but not in my house. And then I had the nice. two little ones at a little mini family party. So it was good. How about you? Per-
1: perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it was good. Nice and quiet. We were in a hockey tournament this week. So just back home, watch some hockey games and, uh, in bed by 11, I think. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's the way it goes now, I guess. So, yeah. So, um, so a little bit about you, Melissa, how, uh, start real estate?
0: Uh, well, a, a very brief correction since we're now in the new year. So I am the past president of last year cause we switched uh, the reins in December, okay. but I was president last year and president in 2019. Uh, so I started real estate in 2009. Today's actually, uh, my 14th anniversary in real estate. Wow. Um, so that's when I, that's when I started was back in January, 2009.
1: Fantastic. And, and, and why real estate? Why did, uh, why did you become a realtor?
0: Uh, it was my mom's fault. Um, I had no intention of being in real estate. Uh, I came from a background always of helping kind of positions or jobs. Um, I worked in retail for many, many years and then I was in healthcare and in physiotherapy and, uh, loved that. So all of the jobs I've ever had come from a place of helping, um, yep. and service, I guess. So that sort of makes sense. And then one day out of the blue, Absolutely. I have no idea why my mom says to me, you know, you'd be really good at real estate. And I'm like, "What?" um and uh and then the more i got thinking about it i thought well that's that's kind of cool actually and uh so i i took my courses in between my kids i had the three three kids in 3 years so i had some time off to do my uh my real estate courses a bit online a bit in class in between babies and um and then when i got my my full license my i guess third now she was youngest at the time um she i went back to work right before she turned 1 Um, and, uh, I had my license. I lasted through the summer and then by the fall, I, um, gave up the other job and was just in real estate full time.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 14 years. That time goes fast.
0: Oh my gosh. Does it ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now you talk about helping people. You're always in a place of service. Um, you know, we, we, really want to promote local here. What, uh, what local groups are, are you involved in? What do you, uh, what do you do outside of, um, I guess it's still inside of your business, but what else do you do?
0: Um, well, since I have those four kids, I have been heavily involved in volunteering at school. So I've been the president off and on, more on than off, and current president at Lakewood in Port Dover uh, since Grace was in kindergarten, and she's in grade 12 now. So wow. it's been a, a long and a really amazing career of involvement in school. Now that I have two in high school, I get to volunteer, not quite so much, but, um, but do a little bit at the, at the high school level as well as elementary. So the school is definitely probably my number one passion. Um, And then of course, with the Port Dover Board of Trade, um, Keith and I, my husband, you know him. um, so he's also a realtor, a co-owner of our brokerage. So we are um, part of the um, decorated committee for the Pell Park. We don't do the lights, the the tree of hope is lovely, uh, but the pavilion and the light stands. So we've been doing that for a few years. So we like to be involved in the Board of Trade for sure. And of course, like you said, with the real estate board, I started volunteering on committees as soon as I got licensed. Um, and then I've just um, done president twice. I've been a director for a while. So this is my my last term now as outgoing president. Um, but yeah, so being involved in real estate too is is fun.
1: Perfect, perfect. Last year until you get hooked back in, right? Yeah, right, lunch, but... well, there's a
0: mandatory two years off, but there are other <laughs> levels of organization. So maybe maybe something different. There you
1: go. There you go. So talk about your real estate business. I know, I know you really like to work on the clients. Why? Tell me a little bit about what you do differently for your clients and your buyers and your sellers.
0: I feel like our guiding principle, if you will, really is that um, real estate is it's not about transactions. It's about relationships. And I think everybody that's in real estate that's attended any course ever gets told that, but we really, we really take that to heart. So for us, uh we're very client focused client centered um and uh we lead with our heart if that makes sense so i mean ultimately everyone that's licensed in the province in ontario um can sell real estate anywhere in the province we can we can all do the same thing on paper um but we really care about the way that we do it and we care about the people that we do it with so um for us i feel like um we develop lifelong relationships with our clients so we work really hard during the transaction obviously there's a there's a job to do but it's really important to us more than the sale more than the paycheck um should that client be buying should that client be selling and sometimes the answer is no and so we talk ourselves right out of a paycheck and that's okay because what what's important to us is that we're doing the right thing for that person that's in front of us because we genuinely care about their outcome and i feel like that really is the center of why and how we we do what
1: we do? Yes, that's fantastic. So you talk your your brokerage and, and all of your realtors kind of work the same. um You, you also mentioned today's fourth anniversary of your brokerage. Is that right? Yes, it is.
0: It's so fourth anniversary
1: today. Four years. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's awesome. So, so tell me a little bit more. You know, past client. You know, your families that you you've worked with long term. I, I know you love to hand out little uh, you know different things for some of your past families that you helped out. Tell me a little bit more of that.
0: Um, well, uh, I'd like to credit Abby who is our assistant and uh, one of my best friends with some fantastic ideas. We have, a, we have an idea wall in our office full of post-it notes and it just says great ideas. Um, and every now and again, we'll pick one off and uh, it, it's still pretty full, <laughs> there's only so <laughs> much time. But um, we just wanted, um, having come from um, 10 years in real estate at another company before I came to where we are today, we, we just right from the outset, um, Keith and I kind of made our way through probably till October, I think, of the first year on our own before we realized we were insane and brought <laughs> Abby onto our team. And so when we sat down with Abby, we said, OK, so here are all these like crazy big ideas we have in our head. And um, how can you help us make this happen? And so she's like, OK, so one thing at a time, let's put your brain on paper. Uh, and this is where the idea board came from. Because That's- it's a lot going on here. Uh, and so we just thought, well, what do, we, what do we do to, you know, thank our clients for, for choosing us when they have so many options? So um, the first kind of big thing that we did was, uh, and we do this every year with our clients, was our mom drop off in the fall. So yeah. we just, uh, you know, thank you for helping our business bloom was her idea. And uh, so we use a local greenhouse um, out near Boston, and uh, they have beautiful products. So it's, it's nice to support local uh, they're gorgeous flowers and we just, everybody we can drive to in 35, 40 minutes that's ever been a client of ours ever, uh, we visit their porch and say thank you. So that was kind of our first big collaboration with Abby and yeah.
1: That's awesome. That's fantastic. Um, now, w- one of the things here where, where we talk about, uh, you know, we're hacks for, uh, for local real estate uh, in, in Haldeman, Norfolk County. Tell me a little bit where to, uh, you know, what's the market like right now?
0: Um, Well, I I don't want to be super doom and gloom, because I don't think that's the case. Um, I feel like if we were looking for a real estate word, it's just maybe two: change and adapt. Maybe those are good words. Um, Because we, the real estate market that we experienced in like 2020 2021 that's that's not normal
1: (laughs) no no that
0: is not normal that is not how things should be so we did see basically 2017 i think i don't know if you find the same adam but 2017 was where we find the market started to kind of creep up so anybody that bought before 2017 uh, and was in a position to move was really happy these last few years um But 2017 is when things started climbing, and then it kind of plateaued at the start of the pandemic while everyone was in a holding pattern, figuring out like, what are we gonna do now? What is this?
1: Yes. Right?
0: Like, what is this, what can we do? um, And then as soon as that got sorted, um, people's lives changed. So I I think forever the workscape, and I'm sure you see this, is forever changed. People can work from home where they could never before. So they were fleeing the cities for backyards and more square footage. Um, and they were finding that they could get way more for their money in communities such as ours. So our local sellers certainly benefited. Um, the local buyers, uh, we worked with some where we tried 10, 11 offers before we got some. So it was a real struggle for a local buyer with a local paycheck. Um, so it was, it was, was, it's not sustainable. So right. then, and I know this is a bit of a history lesson that you know, but <laughs> I feel like I'm getting there. So, yes, so then, no. um, then I feel like what happened is and you can almost, I can almost tell you what weekend it was, because I had a particular client we were working with back in April of last last year. I guess today's a new year. April. It was a mar- it was a particular market on a Friday where we were feeling kind of things were going to change, but we're normally like six months behind the cities, right? So we're like, okay, well, there's a little bit before it hits us. And then on Monday, the world and the market went, nope here you go. <laughs> so it was a very, very brisk change where normally things kind of baby step down or up. It was very, very quick. Um, and that's when you were seeing the halt, uh, the halt in the market and people just stopped buying. So as you would know better, partially because of the rate increases, um, partially because buyers were just, they finally were exhausted. Um, and so it just stopped. And then I feel like where we ended the year and where we'll start the year is uh, some markets, some numbers were 20 or 25% lower for sellers, right? So it was good. It's good for, it's good for buyers. Um, the, the sellers it's hard on are the ones that we're going to sell the year before and they waited. They waited they <laughs> those ones were ready. trying to like give some counseling to because that's, that's that's hard to watch those numbers come down. But if you look a little further back, then you can say to yourself, okay, well, I'm still way above where I would have been in 2018. Um, but it, yeah. it's, you gotta just step over the 2020, 2021 bit. So I feel like it's a, an emotional adjustment, um, a bank account adjustment, like where you thought you'd be as a seller. I feel like um they're the ones that are having the the most difficult time adjusting to where we are in the market. There will be buyers, there will be sellers. Um ultimately, as you know, they set the prices, we don't. So yes. someone's only going to pay what they're going to pay and they're going to sell for what they're going to sell for no matter what we both think. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I feel like um I feel like moving forward if people can just be patient with their communication with each other and I mean, days on market, as you know, went from, you know, seven days to 45 days. So it's uh, it's a big adjustment for everybody. But I think I think sellers that were, you know, anticipating that 2020-21 to keep continuing, um, they're the ones having the hardest time.
1: So that kind of leads in a great segue to, into. How, so if, if you were working with a seller right now um, and they're looking to sell their house in, in this in, in this market, um, what's a hack? What, what's something that they should do to to be prepared to get top dollar for their house and, and be ready to go?
0: I feel like um, staging and being prepared to put your best foot forward because you never get a second chance to make a first impression is really, really important. And I think that over this course of really high selling prices, buyers' expectations really increased. Because they thought, if I'm going to spend all this money, I better not have to do ABCD. Um, so I think that it's as important, or more important, to make sure that if if you do need that extra week or two, you know, um, paint the paint the the bathroom wall where somebody like spilled coffee when they were in a rush, or you know, it's it's really being super prepared, really clean. Everybody wants your house to look nice and smell nice. They want to see counter space and closet space. So I feel like taking the time to you know, declutter and really put your house in its best light, um, I feel like that's now more important than ever because although the prices are coming down, the buyer's expectations have not. So um, it's really important to make sure those things are ready. Now, I'm not telling somebody to go out and put in a new kitchen for fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> because as much as people love new kitchens, um, that's maybe not the best decision. Always, yes. every every case is different. There are some renovations that do need doing, but we have that conversation with our clients that say, okay, look, if you were to sell your house the way it is now, here's where we feel like it would be positioned on the market if you can make an investment of this kind of time or this kind of money, this is where we see that return coming as, as best we can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are really important conversations to have with sellers. Communication is so important. Just making yes. sure that uh, we're very honest um, and we, we're, we pride ourselves on not saying what you want to you hear. <laughs> we're yeah. saying what you need to hear, right? And it's um, yes. in, in a kind way and in a, a, a professional way but it's so important not to mislead anyone, um, about the state of where we are. So that would be my advice for a seller is just communicate with your agent. Um, make sure that your house is, you know, tip top before you put it on the market to your best of your ability. And I mean, we've got some senior clients or, um, some families, or there's only so much you can do and we respect that, right? We, we don't expect you to go on out there and hire a contractor for three months. So
1: yeah, what what's all this new again though, right? We yep.
0: things that we were doing
1: back when, when we talked twenty seventeen. Those are the things we were doing. We were you know you yes. had to paint your house before you put it up for sale, and and those things all just kind of went away. And yep. you put a sign up, and and the best things happened. So so on the flip side, if we've got a first time home buyer out there and they're looking to buy their first house, what's a tip for them? How can how can you how can they be best positioned for success right now?
0: Um, well, I think, I think there's a couple different things. The number one thing is, um, get really, really well pre-approved. Um, and as you know, that doesn't mean plug in the numbers on an online calculator. That means speak to a mortgage professional who is going to look at your statements of what you make. They're going to look at your debt and your credit rating and all of those things and and give you a realistic, um, pre-approval number um, that, you know, number one, will lock your rate in for a certain length of time. I believe that's still happening, right? Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: Okay, so it's, it's going to help you with the rate yeah. uh, in case there's any more increases. But number two, it's going to give you the confidence to know where you're buying because you don't. the worst thing to do is fall in love with a house you, you can't afford uh, yes. by looking and saying, oh, well, when I went out online. It said I can afford whatever. Um, and then in real life, that's not true or selling yourself short and like thinking that, you know, you're going to have to give up on more things um, than you need to. Um, But the other thing to remember, and um, there's two numbers, right? There's the number on paper that you're approved for. And there's the number that you'll sleep at night. And you are the only person who, uh, as a buyer, you're the only person that can decide what that number is. So having a mortgage professional that you can have those honest conversations with, um, is my number one piece of advice because there's, there's nothing, nothing worse than looking at the wrong stuff. It's absolutely yes. a waste of your time and a, a broken heart for nothing.
1: Absolutely. And, and what a great time for, for those first time home buyers. Um, yes, the rates are a little bit higher, but, uh, you know, just the cost of, of entry to a, a lower price point. And, 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 you know, you get to go back and look at a house a second time, possibly, um, you know, before having to put in a multiple offer situation like we had, uh, a few months ago. So.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. awesome. What, uh, what about an investor? What, you know, is this a good time for investors to be buying and, and looking at properties?
0: Uh, it's better than it was a couple of years ago. <laughs> yes. So I, I think that there may be the opportunity for people to, um, to find those numbers that are going to line up again sometime soon. Yeah. Because that was yes. the problem, right? Like investor, there's no, there's no um, heartstrings. It's all pocketbook, right? So absolutely. Uh, absolutely, there, there were not those places where you could get a super good deal and flip it. It just wasn't possible. So um, I feel like moving forward, they're going to have a better opportunity, but we're never yes. going to get back to 2015 prices. I, I don't believe. So it, no. they're going to have no. to readjust the expectations of their bottom line. I think for new investors, it's going to continue to be uh, you know, a little bit longer search. Um, but for those that are, you know, leveraging equity in other properties, um, they're going to definitely have a a better opportunity this year than they would have in the last couple of years to find something to, you know, put a, put a tenant into, or, you know, renovate and, and sell renovate. to the family. Awesome.
1: That's fantastic. Awesome. So the last thing I want to kind of end with is, is a little bit of a lightning round here. And, and, you know, like I said, we are a local podcast. I want to, I want to promote as much vocal as we can. Um, What's your favorite thing to do in, in, in the area, in Haldeman, Norfolk County?
0: Um, super lame, but um, honestly, we, we load the kids up when we can get them all together because it's not all the time. We go and grab uh, an ice cap and a coffee at the drive-through And we literally drive all the way to Long Point and back um, on the front road. (laughs) We we like to take the back roads and we like to look out at the water and uh, see if we can find a turtle on the way to Long Point on the bridge. Haven't yet, Um, but it's really just um, we live in such a beautiful area that we we don't enjoy it as people that are busy with kids and work and everything else so we just throw our sweatpants on grab some some coffee and uh go on a family drive for an hour it's amazing
1: it is a beautiful drive down that way it's it's fantastic it really yes yeah. yes that's awesome um favorite local festival
0: Ooh, okay so um of course i i live in port dover um, so I love the art in the park. They don't call it that anymore. I'm a little old, but art in the park is my favorite third weekend in August in Dover. You're dating yourself now. Right? I know. Well, <laughs> wait the next one so, uh, so I love, I love that one. Um, I love what they're doing with the friendship festival in Simcoe again. They don't call it that anymore. I forget what they yes. call it. I think it's um, the Lynn
1: river arts festival. That's right. That's now. right. Yes, and yes. I love
0: that for the local music, especially I have a, a, one of my daughters is a musician. So she's played there as a youth. Um, So I love that they give the youth the opportunity to perform for people. And uh, it's just a really, a really nice feeling. I mean, cow patty bingo, where can you get that in a city? Um, A lot of unique things. And then if we go way, way back. uh, So Peter Nectel, if you're hearing this, uh, Fish Fest was absolutely like, oh, was yes. amazing, right? Yes, yes. Go, I can remember
1: the fish fest.
0: Right. If you go way, yes. way, way back. Um I I don't remember many of the bands that played, but like the Philosopher Kings. And if you know who they are, you may not. But it was I before. do know who
1: they are. I actually um their guitarist actually is one of my team.
0: Oh from the Philosopher
1: yeah. Kings, yes, yes. That's
0: amazing. Okay. Yes. So I, I don't know yes. their names or anything, but my favorite Fish Fest was when they played just down on the beach off Grace Street and there was the philosopher kings on the beach summer before i was busy
1: yes yes i was there that was a fantastic i probably saw you
0: yes you're listening we want to bring back fish fest
1: fish fest that was a fantastic (laughs) weekend yeah that was really really good yeah that's awesome uh local business everyone should check out
0: um impossible to name um i we on our on our I guess, Instagram page and Facebook page, depending on the age of the person listening to your podcast. um, We started featuring a new local business or a different local business, I suppose, every Friday back in 2020. And we call it Follow Friday. So we we go restaurants, we go shopping, um, we have all kinds of things from all over the county. Uh, some honorable mentions of like local people that have moved, um, but so it's, it's impossible to feature, but I'll tell you, we've never run out of places to feature. And that was back in early 2020, we started this feature. So if someone's interested in learning about any of the local businesses, um, go and check out our Instagram or our business Facebook page, Mummery & Co., um, because without local support as much and as often as you can, communities don't thrive these businesses don't survive and then the people that own them have to move and we don't want that
1: that's awesome you're right so many local businesses uh you mentioned your facebook and instagram are they just mamary and co how can people find you just at mamary
0: and co we'll get you both awesome
1: awesome uh favorite place to go for a coffee
0: so (laughs) i don't drink coffee i'm like a five-year-old i like chicken fingers and hot chocolate So, I uh, if I want to if I want to drink for myself, I will just go to St. Horton's for an ice cap. I can't help myself. Um, but if I want to go for a snack and coffee for others, I go to the Urban because they have the best cinnamon buns around. They do have
1: that. It. The Urban Parisian, obviously, yes. If, uh, the Urban it, Parisian,
0: it, yeah. Sorry. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Now we can you know you can really did in the old campus corner at uh, you know. Yeah, right there oh on the so I went to school
0: there. So. so that's that's a little bit of a heartful
1: <laughs> Yes, yes. I miss that place. Um local restaurant, everybody should try at least once. Um I,
0: I'm again, I mentioned I'm a super boring eater. We are creatures of habit and familiarity. So I, we take local to a whole other level when it comes to things like that. So we, we have a really soft spot in our heart for the catch, uh, the Fisherman's Catch in Port yes. Dover. Um, when our kids were babies, we would go there and eat and the waitresses would carry our child around so that I could finish my <laughs> sandwich. So they the customer service is a whole other level over there. Uh, my kids go get their own coloring books it's incredible so family-owned businesses man there's nothing like them Uh, and my other two daughters uh, work at the beach house uh, owned by the same family just by coincidence and I happen to work there for different owners but all through high school so those places hold a soft spot for me but we we spread it around we had we had chinese food the other day from waterford and uh the cheese plate at the erie beach is amazing port dover usually because we decide so darn late and it's uh who wants to drive just a lot around? easier yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely no that's fantastic no i, I gotta love port dover fisherman's catch is, is fantastic you know you can't uh, you can't beat it so um but awesome. Thank you so much for joining today, Melissa. This was, was awesome. We'll have to do it again, uh, you know, maybe once we get to the springtime market and uh, and give a little bit more of an update on, on where things are at. But uh, thank you for joining today. Uh, we really, really appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today. If you, a family, friend, or coworker, are looking to buy, sell, or invest in Haldeman and Norfolk counties, my team and my partners give you the local advantage in today's market. Schedule a welcome call today by using the link on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or in the show notes wherever you listen to your podcast. Can't wait to talk to you again next week. Have a great week.